and when it gets dry, everything's not as green. Everything doesn't seem as good, doesn't seem as alive, it doesn't seem as thriving. Elijah, a man of God, lived with expectancy. We're in this series entitled Hope. And I think that's what hope is. In fact, I know that that's what hope is. How, how, how do you cope when you don't have hope? You live with expectancy as if it's going to happen. That's how you live. How do you, how do you cope when you don't have hope? You, you say, you know what? Um, God, I need you to level up my expectancy. Faith and hope are related. One introduces the other. Faith actually introduces people that cannot see. For, for the just shall walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And for a world that doesn't know Jesus, our faith is really an expression of our hope. Did you catch that? Our faith is actually, it's an expression of our hope. Now listen to this. I'm going to read this quick Bible study story. Uh, just a couple of verses. Elijah begins to pray for rain. Now remember, it had not rained for years. It was a dry season. They hadn't see, seen it. And, and when, when you haven't seen something in a while, come on, if you're a salesman, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a salesman and you're struggling and you've hit a dry season and all of a sudden it doesn't matter like what you say. It doesn't matter your approach. It doesn't matter your advertising dollars. You're, you're throwing money out here on the gram. You're throwing money out here. You got, you got all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, just help. I mean, you are marketing like crazy. It's a marketing blitz. And when it's dry, when it's dry, you wonder like, is it ever going to pick up again? I mean, you're selling cars and you're like, last month you crushed it and you came into this month. You're like, this month's going to be easy. And you're like, not on the leaderboard at the top, you're actually at the bottom. What do you do when it's dry? What do you do when you feel like, man, I just, you know what you do? You do what Elijah did and you pray. You pray. That's what he does. Listen to this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, by the way, Ahab was the most wickedest, that's a new word, king. He was so wicked. He was the most wicked king that ever, ever reigned. And Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. And he said these words, he said these words when there was nothing. Why? Because he, he felt it, he saw it, he knew it in his spirit. There are things that when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, there are things that we know internally about us, like we know, like God gives us some insight about something that's gonna happen and, and we can have that hope. We can have that confidence. There's no sign that it's gonna rain. I'm sure Ahab was like, get something to eat and drink because it's gonna rain. Like, what have you been smoking, man? Like, it's not rained for years. Have you ever had something or said something in a dry season where you just pronounced that rain was coming? That's what you do when, how, how, how do you, how do you cope when you don't have hope? You begin to speak as if you have it. 
Your tongue is powerful. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So Elijah says, go ahead, get something to eat and drink. I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. And he could hear what wicked King Ahab couldn't because he had been with the God that Ahab hadn't. Are you with me? So when you invest time, when you spend time with God, when you know what it is to get on your knees, when you know what it is to lift up your hands, when you know what it is to cry out to God and say, God, I'm believing you to come through. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. God will fill you with a hope and other people may not see it, but you speak it anyways. And he, sp he spoke it. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he bowed low to the ground and he prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked and returned to Elijah and he said, I don't see anything. Let me tell you something. There are people around you that don't see what you see. Don't let that affect the fact that you see what they can't see. Oh, listen, come on. I wish someone, I wish somebody helped me preach this message. I wish someone would get excited about what God's got for you. There'll be people around you. They don't feel it. They don't know it. They don't see it. They can't put their mind around it. But you are speaking by faith. And faith is the expression of a hope that you have inside, even when there's no evidence when the evidence is unseen. And guess what happened? Elijah told him seven times, go back and look again. Seven times, go back and look again. You know what happened? On the seventh time, the servant comes back and he says, I see a cloud. That's where the song comes out of. He said, I see a little cloud, but it's so small. It actually just looks like a man's fist. Now a man's fist here can look big, but you put a man's fist up in the sky, it doesn't look so big, does it? He said, I, I, I see a little speck. But when we have hope, we expect the unexpected. He said, it's, it's just something. And he said, good, good, good. Let's go. And he told Ahab to get going early. And then all of a sudden, the sky turns dark and the clouds begin to fill. And heaven rains down for the first time in years. It rains down. In other words, listen to me. Hope will remind you to pray. And prayer will shift the atmosphere. Hope will remind you to pray. Just because it didn't happen, oh my God, just because it didn't happen on the first time doesn't mean it's not going to happen on the second time. Just because it doesn't happen on the second time doesn't mean it's not going to happen on the third. And what you and I don't know is when the dam is going to break. But there's a dam that's going to break. You better know it. You better speak it. And you better get running. Because the dam is this close to breaking. Or what do you need in breakthrough? Where do you need God to break through? Where does it look like? It is just a dry, barren, dusty place. Is it your marriage? Is it your finances? You're like, man, inflation's up and man, Christmas is going to be small and it's just so much right now. Like, I don't even know. I'm going from paycheck to paycheck, Pastor Tim. I'm not just working one job. I'm working more than one. And I'm just being honest, man. I'm just discouraged. Let me tell you what hope will do. Hope 
has helium and you arise. I'm going to speak in just a minute for a few minutes on when hope rises. Because I believe there are people here today watching online and I believe there are people in this gathering right now watching right here and the truth is, truth is you need hope to rise up. You've given up on that relationship. You've given up on your prayer life. You've been like, man, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I know I should pray and I really kind of know how to pray, but I just, I'm just in a place where I just don't feel like it's making a difference. And maybe you're on number six. And God is telling the angels, no, more water. Fill them clouds with more water. Fill them clouds with more water. And you're like, I just don't. No, 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 no. We're gonna, I want to sing a reprise, Ryan. And as we sing this song, this is an expression. This is an expression to say, God, we believe you for the impossible. Because what's impossible for man is not impossible for God. God is in the business of doing the impossible regularly. God loves to do the impossible because it reminds us that his power is not only present. It's always present. And he's the more than enough God. So, so the, watch this, watch this, and we're going to sing. So the God that can send one drop is the same God that spoke an ocean. Is the same God that spoke all the oceans. And maybe our expectancy is just like a little cup, like we take just a little cup of water out of the Gulf. Maybe, maybe this represents your faith or this represents your hope. And God's like, oh no, man, there's way more. What do you believe in God for? Where do you believe in God for a breakthrough? Where do you believe in God to rain his blessing on your life? You need to see it. You need to speak it. You won't speak it if you don't see it. But if you see it, you'll speak it. If you speak it, you'll see it. Did I lose you? If you see it, if you believe it on the inside, like he said, I, I know a storm's coming. Uh, in other words, I know there's breakthrough. Why? Because I know the God that I serve. My God is a God of breakthrough. So I may not see it. I may not feel it. It may not be dark right now like it's going to rain. But I'm telling you, it's going to rain. Get your umbrella. My finances may not look like a breakthrough right now, but I am speaking it right now. I'm speaking the breakthrough right now. My relationship with someone in my family isn't right, but I'm speaking it right now because I see it. So we see it, we speak it, and we seize it. And we do that on God's timetable. And then we all stand there with wet feet and wet eyes because we remembered that the God we pray to is the God of breakthrough. We receive your rain. We receive
God. What was the dead dream? Where's the dry area? God, I pray that you would turn hopelessness into fullness of hope. to lift your head hands right now would you lift your hands some of you need to lift your heads too I want you to raise your hands up to God tell him in those dry areas God in the desolate areas God we receive your favor we receive your rain your blessing a shifting of atmospheres your goodness and mercy will follow us Surely, your goodness and your mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And we'll live, we will live and not die. We will live and not die. Someone needs this tonight. We will live and not die. We will live in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, someone put your hands together. Someone give God some praise in this place tonight. Yes, God. Yes, God. We receive it, God. Pour out abundantly more than we could ask. Thank y'all. So good. 
so good. How many, before you sit down, how many say, I'm different than when I walked in? Come on, somebody, somebody. I'm different already than when I walked in this place. Before you're seated, oh, I got some of y'all. Before y'all see, stand back up. Stand back up. We'll just stand in the presence of the Lord. You guys over here, stand up. Join me. Stand up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look someone in the eyes, and I want you to say, hold on. Tell them right now, hold on. Come on. Tell them, say, hold on. And look at them again. Say, hold on to hope. You guys be seated. Hold on to hope. I want to give real quick. I want to spend just about two minutes uh, in vision real quick. I want to talk about some things that I'm excited about that I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach this message when hope rises, when hope rises. You know, when people don't know what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. One verse says it like this, where there's no vision, people perish. One of our pastor friends says it like this, where there's no vision, people go to another parish. Vision is powerful. I want to share with you some things that God is doing in this place. And uh, just so you know, because, you know, here's the thing, you know, at the end, we're going to have some special. Um, it's going to be really fun, but we don't we don't make announcements here. We'll make announcements. I grew up in church, you know, and you, you know, you had chairs, had the big chairs, you know, people sit in the big chairs and then the announcement guy came up and he made the announcements after, after church tonight, we're going to have this and this and this. And you know, it's all those things. We don't do that. We lead with vision. We don't just make announcements. We lead with vision. I want you to see what God is doing. Number one, number one, we have a middle school and a high school winter camp this month, right after Christmas. And it's already sold out. It is already sold out. And I just want you to know, I just want you to know, God's blessed us. You know, God has blessed us so much. And we are already, we are already back to where we were pre COVID with students. And our student pastor, Steve, has been there just since May. Are you with me? Just since May has he been the student pastor. And this camp is already sold out. We had two vans. Now we're taking four vans and it is packed out. And we got students and leaders going to have a good time. I'm super excited about that. Then at the beginning of the year, we're going to take college students to passion. So if you are a college student, if you are a high school senior, if you know a college student, if you have a family that's a college student, if you live next to a college student or you ever get Starbucks or go to your favorite restaurant and a college student waits on you, I want you to tell them about this. You say, I need more info. Go to our website, Passion Conference, Atlanta, Georgia, 2022 is going to be incredible. And then Navarre, I'm sure you've heard, but we're reopening Navarre. We're reopening Navarre. I'm super pumped about that. December 19th will be our first gathering. First gathering, we've already had, man, people have been um, hitting us up, sending us emails and messages on Messenger and say, I can't wait, I can't wait, I'm coming back, you know, and, and uh, maybe that's you watching right now. Come on back, we can't wait to see you. So December 19th, and then Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is gonna be in Navarre at 5.30 and Pensacola right here at 5 p.m. So I want you to go ahead and circle that, put on your calendar, get your phones out. I want you to come and this, watch, this is an opportunity because some people only come to church at Christmas or Easter. And you know what? 
instead of cursing the darkness, let's just bring them to the light. Let's just bring them to the light. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. All right, good stuff. So we got those things coming up. It's going to be so much fun. And then next week, how many, how many, you know, like you get so many emails, you just really, really love email. You just, you just crave it. You wake up saying, I hope I get 5,000 more. How, you know what it's it? But, uh, I sent out, I think a week ago, I sent out an email. I hope you got it. You know, I hope you read it in the email. I talked about our Jesus birthday offering and we've done this from the beginning. Every Christmas, we always have a Jesus birthday offering. And we are going to bring on, since we're launching another campus, we're, we're actually hiring. Um, we already hired him. He'll start in January. Um, one of the drummers that plays at this campus, his name's Adam. They're a great family, amazing family. We're doing that on faith. We're saying, God, we're stepping out on faith. So what I'm preaching to you tonight, I'm actually living. I'm not just, I'm not just uh, talking the talk, but I'm walking the walk. And part a big part of what comes in for our Jesus birthday offering is going to go specifically for that position because we've been in a place where God, we need this position. And what is Adam going to do? He's going to be our worship, our worship pastor in Navarre for that campus. And we're believing God that campus is not going to come back to where it was. That campus is far going to succeed where it was. I'm talking. We're believing God for thousands. We're believing God for gatherings. I need someone in this place to believe with me. I need someone. Come on. Let me hear it. Church. Let me hear it. Somebody say, hold on. Someone say, hold on to hope. All right, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. I want to tell you this story. I just had the uh, privilege to be with some pastors and man, my mind's just like whew, overstretched. You know, <laughs> do you ever lose some weight? You know, and evidently you lost a whole lot, <laughs> lost a whole lot. Cause when you put it back on, it just didn't fit anymore. It's like that would, that would not fit. Like I stretched that puppy out and uh, my mind feels like that. Like the elastic, elastic elasticity is how you say it in my mind. I just got so stretched, which is such a good thing. Such a great great thing. Believe in God. I've never been more fired up about Momentum Church. I've never believed God for more. I'm telling you, I've never been more pumped to say, God, I know this is your church. God, I know that you're the hope of the world. God, I know that we know that hope has a name and his name is Jesus and you and I get to make him famous. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? I'm excited. So as as we were there, as we were there, you know, man, it's two, two days, three days. It was just awesome. It was time to come home. And so yesterday, so I get to the airport like two hours early before I was supposed to be there. They delay, delay my flight. They delay it. They push it back. And then that causes me to, to miss my connection in Atlanta. Cause you know, if you're going to heaven, you got to go through Atlanta to go to heaven. So, uh, so man, here I am and I'm supposed to make a 759, and I don't do it, man, because we don't get in till, till, uh, 8 PM. We get in at 8 PM. So we get there and then they delay the flight. They say, sorry, it's going to push back till nine. I had community group this morning from six to seven thirty. I was supposed to be at community group this morning, six, seven thirty. And then they come back on and say, sorry, we got to push it back and delay it again. Finally at midnight last night, I've been at the airport since two. It's midnight. Anyone want to do the math? 
Uh-huh. Anyone know that when you're at the airport, you wear a, a mask because that's going to protect you from COVID. And so... <laughs> So, so we're there. We're all wearing a mask. I'm wearing one for 10 hours. And then they're finally like, you can get on the plane. So we're like, thank you, Jesus. People are moody. People are irritable. You ever been like that? People are hungry. We all get on the plane. They give us a little wipe down packet. Wipe everything down. Buckle up. No sooner did we buckle up and they come on and they say, I'm sorry, but um, you're going to have to exit the plane. The pilot is tired. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Dude, I'm telling you. I, I did not cuss. I want y'all to know your pastor didn't cuss. I'm not saying I never cussed. I'm not saying I didn't cuss last week. I'm saying I didn't cuss in the moment. But if you'd have, if you'd have written it down, I'd have signed my name to it. I was like, are you kidding me? And so we exit out and then we all get in line again. Now we've been in line three times. We stood in line. Like I think Christmas already came while I was standing in line. I'm looking for Santa. And uh, so we stand in line one more time and the sweet lady, it's not her fault, but she's on there. She's like, I'm so sorry. This is so bad. We apologize. But man, I tell you what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to help you guys um, come up here, come up and see me. And we're going to give you a voucher for a hotel. Dude, it won 30 seconds later. I'm so sorry I misspoke. <laughs> so we've already run out of our vouchers. So there's 150 people. Like, what are we going to do? So we just waited. And we just waited. And then we waited. So at 2 o'clock, I got in a hotel, only to be back at the airport at 5 to get on a plane Cause brother wanted to come home because ain't no place like home. Y'all feel me? You know what I'm talking about? And that has everything to do with the message. Because sometime in your life, you're gonna be waiting and you're gonna hit a delay. And then you're gonna be thinking, okay, this is when it's gonna happen, and you're gonna hit a delay. And then after it's been delayed, you're going to be delayed again. And you're going to be like, okay, God, it's like, woo, it's rising right here. It's like, Jesus, I'm trying to be Christian, but like I'm, I'm being delayed, Lord. I, I need the breakthrough to happen. I need it to happen now, God. I need you here now, God. I need you to come now, God. And you just get delayed. And, and watch this. Hope deferred makes the heart what? sick. It makes it sick. It makes it sick. When you think, man, I'm okay. I've I've put all these applications out. I'm getting a job and it doesn't happen. You don't get the call back. You go to the interview, but you just didn't get the breakthrough. You wonder when is this going to happen? That's so much of our lives. Isn't that true? How many are there right now? How many are there right now where you've hit, you've hit some delays? And delays aren't fun, but you say, I'll be honest with you, I've hit a couple delays. It's kind of the season of delay in my life right now. If I describe it with a word, it's delay. I want you to hold your hand up high. Don't be shy. Hold it up high. I want you to look around. Encourage yourself right now because you thought you were the only one. Look around. Look around. That's like half the crowd right here saying, I'm in an area of my life where I've hit some delays. Let's look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. 
Faith shows the reality of what we actually hope for. It is the evidence of things that we can't see. So my faith is showing other people that I have hope, even though they can't see it and truth be known, I can't see it. But my question is, do you really have to see it to believe it? Faith. It's through their faith that the people in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the people of old, they earned a good reputation. How many of you want to have a good reputation? How many of you want to live in such a way that your kids and your grandkids look at you and your family looks at you and they respect you because they're like, you know what? They love God and they believe God. In fact, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him. He got credit for it as righteousness because he believed God. Why? Because he had a promise. Do you know that there are so many promises for you? Listen to me. If you are struggling right now, you're in a season of delay. I want you to know God's delays are not God's denials. I want you to hear me. God's delays are not God's denials. Just because you've hit a delay doesn't mean that you're going to be denied. It doesn't mean that. It means keep praying. It means keep believing. Listen to this. Next verse, it says this. By faith, verse three, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. I want you to hear this because maybe you were told differently. Maybe you went to college and some professor was like, no, that's not, come on, that's not really how it happened. But just like this shirt is a nice shirt and it shows that someone was creative. It shows that someone, man, had a good idea. This shirt shows design and it shows, it shows that someone had creative design and it shows us that there was a designer that had that in their mind. And I'm telling you, God tells us right here, he reminds us right here that it's by faith that we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that now what we see did not come from anything that can be seen. Let me, let me illustrate it for you. This morning when we flew out at seven, we get on the plane, we fly it. I'm like, God, thank you, man. The wheels were up. We're taking off. I'm like, woo, this is awesome, man. I'm looking out and then the sun comes up. The sun comes up and I'm, man, I'm taking pictures. I'm right there at the window and I got some amazing, brilliant pictures, man, of the sun playing peekaboo the sun popping up over the clouds and the light, man, it was amazing. And to think that God, according to James, the half brother of Jesus, God is the father of lights. And to see these lights and to see the clouds and all this and to see the sky, it didn't just happen. God did that. And by faith, we understand that. By faith, even though you weren't there, you understand that someone made your vehicle. By, by faith, you understand that someone put that boat that you love. They, they had an idea. They built that boat. They created that boat and all the bells and whistles on that boat that you love. That was someone's idea. Let me tell you something. When you go outside and you look at the stars at night, that was somebody's idea. It was God's idea. And by faith, we understand. Faith helps you 
understand. And faith actually amplifies my hope. It amplifies my hope. I want to give you three things real quick and we're through. Number one, faith doesn't just amplify hope. It illuminates it. What was cool last night is as we were going, uh, coming into Atlanta, you could see all the homes were lit up. You could see neighborhoods with all the Christmas lights. Man, I felt like Santa Claus. I mean, it was awesome. All these neighborhoods lit up. I mean, you, as we're getting ready, we're coming in. It was just beautiful. I sit next to this guy who had never flown before. And I was kind of leading them through the flight, you know, like, okay, this is what's going to happen, man. It's going to be awesome. We're going to go like 200 miles an hour. You're going to fill this in your seat. It's going to be awesome. Then you're going to fill this little thing. We're going to be up in there, you know, and, and, uh, man, he had to be in his like mid thirties, never flown before. And he was like a kid at Christmas. It was so cool. Had a gnarly beard, big, tough guy, but he like a little boy, man. He was all excited. He's like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? You know, we were just talking about it. And then I was like, look, look out the window, man. Look out the window. Look at those Christmas lights. That's what faith does. It illuminates your hope. Have you lost any faith? Have you been in a place where the truth is your hope isn't showing? Have you ever, you ever plugged in your Christmas tree and then all of a sudden like one little light went out and so the whole strand went out, a row went out, and then you got to find what that is? You know, I think sometimes in our life the truth is that there's just one little area in our life where we're lacking hope where our hope isn't lit. And then all of a sudden that actually shows a whole lot more of our life where our hope isn't lit. And people, they're like, man, kind of see that right there. Faith illuminates hope, number one. It says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Number two, what we hope for. I wanna ask you a question. What are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? Right now, if I had come up and say, hey, what are you hoping for right now? What would you say? Are you hoping for anything? If you're not hoping for anything, you could be. Maybe you should be because Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. God says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God wants you to have hope. Do you have it? I, I could, I could not just ask it this way. Like, what are you hoping for? I could ask it this way. Is your hope lit? Is your hope lit? Can other people around you, whether they're unbelievers or they're believers, can they see hope in you because your faith is expressing your hope? Your faith is speaking what internally you are believing. Are you with me? What we hope for. God has hope for you. So God, we receive your reign. So God, we say, we want that. We need that. We ask you for that. Hold on to hope. Number three, hang on to hope. Hold on to hope and don't let it go. Just like Elijah prayed. This is a man of God. And he prays not just one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times. He's praying. His, his head is between his knees. His face is towards the ground. I bet his, his arms are lifted up and he's praying because he knows a breakthrough is coming, but he's got someone near him. He's got someone that he loves so dearly who's close to him, but they can't see it, but he needs them to see it. 
He needs them to see it. He needs them to believe it. So you hold on to your hope. Don't lose hope. What is it in your life that struck out your hope? I mean, it was a full count. And then your hope just struck out. With your head down, you walk back. Because it didn't happen again. You walk back defeated to the house. You walk back defeated to the family. You walk back defeated to the job. You walk back defeated to that relationship. You walk back to the office, to the business, and you just like, hope. Let me tell you something. God has hope for you. And he wants you to show it. He wants you to show it. This world, it's Christmas time, y'all. Christmas is better with lights. Would you agree? It's better with lights. You know what? Jesus came. He's the light of the world. And you know why he came? He came to light up this world with the light of the world, which is Jesus. So when you and I are filled with hope, what I suggest to you is that other people can actually see Jesus better. If those neighborhoods wouldn't have been lit flying over Atlanta, Georgia last night, I would not have seen the neighborhoods. But it was like they were on display because they were lit. My question is for you, is your hope lit? Or is your hope dim? Is your hope diminished? Because that thing didn't happen. Maybe you're here and, and, and you believe God for a baby. I can't tell you how many times in 25 years there have been women at our churches who had hit that over and over and over again. And, and then God came through. God came through. And the smile on their face and the story that they got to speak helped others. You know, someone with hope actually lifts someone who doesn't have hope. Maybe you got a lot of hope, but you got people around you that don't. Let's be hope dealers. Let's do that. Let's be hope dealers. Man, let's let it start right here. You know what this says? You know what this says? It says a lot, doesn't it? It actually takes more muscles to frown than to smile. My dad used to say, so he'd say, turn that frown upside down. I think if Christians would smile more, the world would believe what they hear, but cannot see. Is your hope lit? If not, let's get it started. Let's light a fire. Let's leave with hope and watch what God will do. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? How many say, Pastor Tim, bam, right there, it's a message for me. Right there, there's an area in my life right now faith and hope is just diminishing. I'm struggling. Now I'm confessing. But you know what? My faith is rising. My hope is rising. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to believe it. Though I cannot see it, I'm going to say it till everyone sees it. I'm not going to stay hopeless. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Would you hold it up? See that hand? Who else? Be honest. I see your hand. 
I see your hand. Who else? Like, just be honest. Just, just us and God here tonight. I see your hand. 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 God, I just pray for my friends right now. God, I pray you would overflow them with hope. Overflow them, God. I pray right now, I decree and declare in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, that hope is rising. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, never like to end a gathering without giving you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Hope has a name. The name is Jesus. Jesus is the hope of the world. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to give us hope. You say, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. 317. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus would be saved. There's hope. Hope on a rope. Jesus, he came to give us life and to give us life abundantly. And you and I, we were born, we were born away from God. We were born with a chasm between us and God because of our sin. And sin always messes things up. But when Jesus died on the cross and when he shed his blood, he paid the one price once, he paid it in full for everyone so that you and I could be forgiven, so you and I could be made brand new. Do you realize, do you realize right now, do you realize that today could be the last day that you walk around carrying the mountain of guilt that you carry? Today could be the last, tonight could be the last night that you lay your head on your pillow with the fear of, I don't know what to happen when I die. How do I do that, Pastor Tim? I'm glad you asked. You, 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 you just accept the peace that comes from God. How do I do that? Well, scripture says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So what does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? It means that we're saying to God, I need you, God, to do for me what I could never do for myself. I'm a sinner. You're the savior. I deserve hell. I deserve death. I deserve judgment. God, you didn't deserve death, but you did die. You didn't deserve judgment, but you were judged for my sins. And I'm accepting the gift. At Christmas, we give and we receive. God gave so you and I could receive. And to those that believe on Jesus, to them, he gives the right to become the children of God, to the ones that call on his name. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you're here and you're a Christian, would you pray it with me out loud? Because there might be one or two or five or 10 people here right now that they've never accepted not only the forgiveness of Christ, but the hope of Christ. And this is their moment. Maybe you're watching online right now and you know, man, you're struggling. Man, you've, you've been trying to drown your sorrows with more alcohol, right, than, than, than the store has. And you're just bottoms up, man. And just bottom after bottom, you're staring at the bottom of the bottle. But the bottle isn't fixing it. And let me tell you what can. Jesus can. 
So we're going to pray right now. And you're not going to pray to me or through me. We're going to go right to God. Would you pray with me? We're going to call on his name. And, and I'm going to ask you right now, when we pray this, if you pray this prayer for the first time, you put your faith and trust in Christ for the first time, I'm going to ask you at the end of this prayer to either text us. If you're watching online, text us the name Jesus. I'll give you the number in a minute. If you're here in the gathering, I'm going to ask you to hold your hand up. And we're going to celebrate and we'll finish up this gathering. Let's pray together. Would you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Thank you for loving me. God, I just received that love. I receive it right now to think that you loved me so much that you bled and died for me, for me to forgive me just receive that love. I declare Jesus is Lord. I believe you not only died, but you rose again. I receive your life and I give you my life. Now teach me how to live in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Look up here. Would you real quick? Look up here. Look right here. If you prayed that prayer, if you called on that name, the name that's above every name, I want you to text the word Jesus to 850-513-1270. Would you do that? Text Jesus. You'll see the number on the screen. If you're here, I want you to hold up that, that hand. We're going to clap. We got a gift for you. We're going to celebrate. And then I'm going to turn it over to our local campuses. Here we go. One, two, Three. Let's clap right now. Hold that hand up high. Can you hold the hand up high? Awesome.